Now you can also listen to us on your favorite podcast with just a search, Faith Temple Cog. Listen on the go with your favorite streaming platforms, like YouTube, Spotify, Audible, Apple, Amazon Music, Google, Facebook, and Anchor Podcasts. If you would like more information about us, you can visit our website at www.ftnfcog.org. Amen. So it's not a one-time thing. 
Hallelujah, hallelujah. We, it's, it's something that as a believer we have found out that we have got to maintain a repentant heart. Hallelujah. So we're just going to go on with the lesson. Amen. Uh, first printed text, Matthew 3, 1 to 2. In those days came John the Baptist, preaching in the wilderness of Judea, and saying, Repent ye, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Matthew 4, 17. From that time Jesus began to preach and to say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Acts 3 and 19. Repent, therefore, and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out when the time of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. Acts 17, 29 through 30. For as much then as we are the offspring of God, we ought not to think that the Godhead is like unto gold or silver, or stone, graven by art and man's device, and the time of this ignorance, uh, ignorance God winked at, but now commandeth all men everywhere to repent. Amen. Uh, if you look at repent, all of us know that means uh, uh, ask for forgiveness. Repent. But repent means you got to turn away from. Amen. I, I like the definition of uh, uh, contrite heart, amen, to be humble and repentant before God, crushed by the sense of guilt and sinfulness. Let me do something that's inside of you that to feel crushed, feel the, the pain that you cause God when you have sin against him. The, the hurt and the pain uh, 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 that you felt when you hurt a loved one. Uh, it's something nobody can tell you how it feels until you experience it. When you hurt someone dear to you, uh, it's a pain that you don't easily forget. It's contrite. And I took that and we're going to get down to uh, Psalm 51, one of the ones that scripture that we went over in Sunday school. Uh, it's something that a pain in some of those. I want y'all to really understand that this is unto God, not unto an individual. We can hurt individuals and say we're sorry. But at the same time we hurt the individuals, we have hurt God. Understand what I'm saying? Hurt God. All right. Point of interest tonight. The necessity for repentance, act of repentance, and result of repentance. Necessity for repentance, the act of repentance itself, and results of repentance. We're going to discuss those three points of interest because they are critical. Thank you. The necessity of repentance is the most critical of all. Uh, the reward is that we are, our sins are blotted out. But uh, we got to first get to the point to have true repentance. Everything has a beginning. The birth of a child, a business venture, an idea for a new product or service. Nothing that exists happened by chance or just suddenly appears on the scene. So it is with salvation. Younger, salvation did not just happen. Uh, God had this in the works. It was a plan of God's salvation. When man fell, when Adam fell, God he had salvation ready to go to work. He had this plan to really instill. You don't believe you go to Genesis and he told the serpent. That my seed is going to her seed, is going to be uh, imminent uh, between you, and, and you're going to, he's going to crush your head, you're going to bruise his heel. Talking about the Messiah, talking about Jesus Christ. Real, it was a plan that God had for man to restore man back to where he originally wanted man, not to sin. When Adam sinned in the garden, it hurt God, 
that his creation that he had made to walk with him and to fellowship with him would turn and be disobedient to him. But he loved man. He loved man. He still loves mankind. That's why he sent his only begotten son to die for us. Right? So he let it hurt him that Adam would sin and, and yield uh, to the serpent evil devices. Alright? So, uh, God created man for his honor and glory. Therefore, was very much displeased when man fit, fell in the Garden of Eden, causing sin to enter into the world. A loving God, now within his character and nature, to look on sin, sent his son to be the appropriation for sin, bringing us back into the fellowship with God. Through the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus, a plan of deliverance was initiated so we who worship God free from the bondage of guilt and guilt of sin in spirit and in truth. Second John I mean, Saint John four and twenty four. The starting point to get back to God is repentance, a place where everyone must recognize they're wrong and must cry out to God for help. Romans three and twenty three. Uh, I want y'all to look at. I want y'all to go back and and uh, to mark up some scriptures of how, why, and uh, of how we uh, how important uh, uh, repentance is. In Matthew, we have that one scripture that our leading scripture was three and two, one through two. In those days came John the Baptist preaching in the wilderness and saying, Repent ye, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. John the Baptist has just started his ministry. And his first words, his ministry is, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. With his first message, and it was his whole message, Repent. For the kingdom of heaven is at hand. It's imperative that we repent and know that we need to reject um, for forgiveness of our sins so that we can go further in the walk of God. Mark 1 and 3 says, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Pair ye the way of the Lord. Make his path straight. John did baptize in the wilderness and preached the baptism of repentance for the remission of sin. Now we got to pick this up from Isaiah. He prophesied that this is when John the Baptist uh, was going to be the forerunner for Jesus Christ. Uh, you, you'll find that over in the book of John, uh, uh, where John the Revelator wrote about John the Baptist uh, in the first chapter. He said that he was that he's not the light, but he's one to bear record of the light. Amen. He's witness of the light. So we got to realize that this God wanted man to really to establish the, the loss of mankind to redeem back to Christ. There must be a repentance, uh, repentant state where our heart is changing. We're tired of the sin that we're living in, and we, we know the consequences of this sin is death, and we want life. We've got to recognize we sin, we need to ask for repentance. Before anything else can happen, there must be a repentance of all our sins. We, we studied in our uh, salvation series, uh, Mother Smith wrote uh, what I, uh, one of the sin, uh, Prayer of David. But I want to use that same example prayer of David uh, in Psalms 51. And it's talking about uh, when David found out that he had, was the man that Nathan was talking about had sinned. And Psalm 51. And Psalm at verse 1. Now remember David, Nathan had just came to David and told him, about his sins uh, with Bathsheba, that, and that he had uh, uh, murdered uh, Bathsheba Uriah, and that he had got Bathsheba pregnant, and all of this was contrary, and God was displeased with him. 
David jumped up in the roar and said, where well, he should be killed. This man, everything should be taken from this man. But then Nathan turned to him and said, you are the man. Immediately, immediately, David did not let Nathan get out of his sight. That's why you got to have a love for God. Immediately, immediately, David said, wait a minute. He cried up, have mercy upon me, O God. Didn't say Nathan uh, uh, pray to the Lord God for my forgiveness. He said, Have mercy. I'm in Psalm 51. Have mercy upon me, O God, according to thy loving kindness, according unto the multitude of thy tender mercies. Blot out my transgressions. David said, Lord God, I made a mistake. But because of your loving kindness, I'm going to fall on your loving kindness, God. I'm going to fall on your, 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 the multitude of tender mercy. I need you to blot out my transgression. In other words, we need to come to God. We know that he is the giver of life, and he can take life away. But we need to know that he's a loving God. And David recognized him in love. But that's why he could repent and call on God to forgive me of that sin. Forgive me of this. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I acknowledge, see this word say, I acknowledge yes. my transgressions yes. and my sin is ever before me. Yes. See, I told you when, you when you hurt somebody's ear, uh, that thing that don't, don't just leave, don't just go away, it stays with you. And David had hurt his God. And he said, God, I acknowledge my transgression. See, we have to acknowledge, repent to me, you acknowledge that you have done wrong in the sight of God. You might have got away with it from your mom and your daddy because they can't see you, or your brothers and sisters, or your neighbors, or whoever. You might got away with it, that sin, and that whatever you have done. But here David recognized that God, when Nathan showed him, told him that you are the man. God does it forget anything, and God sees everything. David recognized that and realized he had sinned against God. And we all can get in that same situation because our flesh do take control sometimes. Our flesh do uh, overwhelm us with the desires that this world offers. And we sometimes see these things and we give yield to those temptations. So we know no better than David or any other ones that we read about in the Bible. We yield to those temptations. It might not be what David did, but it could be another sin. But it's a transgression against God. It's an, it's a, it's an act of iniquity against God. So God said, David recognized that I acknowledge these sins. Now, I don't, you can confess your sins. Our best thing to do is to confess your sins to God. But he don't want to confess you, forgive you of those sins. But they still say in the scripture, confess your sins one to another. You understand? So you feel comfortable going up with somebody, that's, that's not right. But my main thing tonight is that you confess and acknowledge your sins before God, because he's the one that say, okay, I'm going to put out it. He's the one that got loving kindness. He's the one that got tender mercy. He's the one that says, okay, I, I love you that much. I can't forgive you because I sent my only begotten son that he'll pay a price that I know Edith couldn't pay. You understand? So, so the forgiving repentance is something that we are required and it's essential that we have it in our lives and that we must acknowledge it. Let's go and see what David said. Against, see what David said. Against thee, thee only have I sinned. Wait a minute, he didn't sin against Uriah? He didn't sin against Bathsheba? He didn't sin against uh, uh, the Lord of the land, thou should not kill? He didn't sin about that. David said, I'm, forget all of them. You understand? Because no, those laws, if I get forgiveness from God, I can get forgiveness from man. David said, look, uh, 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 against thee and thee only have I sinned and done this evil sight, this evil in thy sight, that thou mayest be justified when thou speakest and be clear when thou judgest. Yes. See, when you, when you recognize, when you uh, 
uh, admit your sins before God and you sin against God, the accused of the brother can accuse you no more. You understand what I'm saying? He can't bring up your old sins no more. You can acknowledge them to God. So when God speaks, he be, and judges, he judges right. You understand? I understand. I heard what uh, 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 I said. I heard what I, I heard what my son and daughter told me. They, they acknowledged that they were they were wrong. You understand? I acknowledge it, but I also got somebody over here where the blood has been sacrificed for their sin. You understand? That 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 they can fall under that if I acknowledge my sin. I'm cleansed in the blood of Jesus Christ. Yes, that's right. You got to, but if you don't never acknowledge them, the accuser of you will always come back. You ain't right. That's right. Why you up there praying to God? You, you, you know you did that long. You, 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 you know you are. Oh, no, 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 no. God can't bless you because you're not clean. That's right. God can't remove that because he's an accuser. He know what the law, what, what God's law says. If you have not acknowledged your sin, you're still in your sin. And he know that when you stay in your sin, you're my me. In other words, I, I, I take care of you. You understand? That's the enemy, Satan. But once you acknowledge that before God, he has no right to come against you no longer. He repented and leads you of all the guilt, the, the penalty of sin. You can't hold death over you no longer. You're free. The, the blood of Jesus, the, 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 the sacrifice that Jesus has made, made you free. And the devil can't hold that. Satan can't hold that over your head no more. You understand where the scripture of Paul wrote? Yeah. No, no, no. I'm just talking about repentance for God. Okay. You, you, it, uh, you gotta repent to somebody ask them for forgiveness. I'm not. I'm talking about for God. You can you do both, but I'm saying I don't need you to come to me and say I I'm, I've done this against God. Don't acknowledge your sin if you did against God. To me, you can acknowledge that to God. Now you did something in error of me. Then it's all right for you to come to me and tell me and you work it out. You understand? But don't come to me telling me, oh, I did. I killed two people. Last year, I don't need you to tell me that. I need you to go to God and repent of that to God. You understand? You understand what I'm saying? If there is a repentance to your brother and sister, uh, that you are wrong. But I'm trying to more give your salvation. It's more important. You can't repent to to her if you ain't repenting to God. And she ain't gonna receive. She gonna know you are sincere if you had not repented to God. Yes. Yeah. And then if you don't get the sentence, go to God and get the sentence. Somewhere down the road, the enemy will just keep bringing it up over and over and never be settled. Right. Now, the scripture Paul wrote to what? Say what? There's no condemnation. Yeah. No condemnation. I mean, can't accuse you yes. for your sin if you're walking after the spirit. Yeah, but if you're walking in the flesh, that means you sin it. He can accuse you all the time. Yeah, that's right. But there's no condemnation to them that are walking in the spirit. Yeah. Yeah. You follow me? Yeah. So he can't accuse. He can't. But if you're in the flesh, he's going to get you. Yeah, he's right. going to bring you back. He gonna, he's got the right. As long as you're in the flesh. Because what? Flesh and the spirit is what? Worn against each other. And if you're in the flesh, you're his territory. But if you're in the spirit, you're gonna, not going to worry for that kind of stuff. You can't condemn me. All right. Behold, I was look, look, look. I tell you, David, David, look. Behold, I was shaping in iniquity, and in sin that my mother conceived me. Adam fell. Mankind fell. Everybody else that was born in was shaping in iniquity, was conceived in sin. David, not saying my mama did something wrong. David said, then because of mankind, God. I, I'm, I, got, I was shaping in iniquity. Yeah. I, sin was all around me when I was born. You understand? Yeah. So he did not have no deliverance until he came to God. So he's trying to tell David, 
trying to tell God, this is a long history here, God. <laughs> Mankind fell way back in Adam. This ain't here, but I acknowledge that I was shaping yeah. iniquity. Not giving no excuses why I did it, but I'm a shaping iniquity. My mama see me. Behold, thou didst truth uh, in the inward parts and in the hidden parts. Thou shalt make me to know wisdom. Look what he said in verse 7. Purge me with hassan, yes. and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Yes. He didn't have the Messiah like we got. He didn't have the blood of Jesus where he could accept Jesus Christ and know that the blood of Jesus is white. He had to go to what he's talking about that, that makes things white. Yes. Clean and hassan. And I know I should be cleansed, and I should be whiter than snow. You understand? He's going, but we have been washed in the blood. You understand? Yes. The blood will say it for us. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. He died and so that we can rise. You understand? Yes. When he rose, we rose. Yes. Hallelujah. Uh, we don't have to worry about no hot up in there. All we got to do is know that the blood of Jesus yes. says about this. Once we ask for repentance, once we ask for repentance, I know I'm trying to jump on the blessing. Amen. I hated myself that. Make me to know joy, uh, that the bones which thou hast broken may rejoice. Hide thy face from my sin, and blot out all my iniquity. David is pleading with God. Yeah. And that's what sometimes we got to hear. We got to acknowledge our sin, and we got to plead with God. When I first got saved, I thought all I had to do was say, God, forgive me of my sins. Omission, sins of commission and omission. And do you really think I really repent? Yeah, that's what I heard them preach. They, they, they pray that way. I heard them preach pray that Lord, forgive us of our sins of uh, omission and commission. Okay, that means forgive my sins that I didn't know I did, and forgive me the sins I did do. Yeah, that is no sincere. I wasn't sincere. I just said, Lord, forgive me. I wasn't sincere in my repentance. I just was saying a prayer that I heard somebody else pray. Right. Now that I know how important it is to repent, and we must repent daily, because yeah. <laughs> there is that sin nature lurking everywhere we go. Yeah, you understand? Right. Uh, and then we got we get to the point where we hate sin, and we do it. Now it's repentance. Oh God, ha! I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I did that. Yeah. I didn't mean to do that. You understand? Know the, 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 the truth is, you know that Jesus Christ paid a debt. Hallelujah. We don't want him to be crucified all over. He paid a debt for us one time. Yeah. And all those sins that mankind has done and been held in bondage. Is to set free. As long as we can repent and change our way, yes. we are we, 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 we forgiven. You understand? Yes. All right. I know I probably went too far. All right. The necessity for repentance. <laughs> After the prophets foretold of a coming Messiah and passed off the scene, there was a 400 year period. That God was silent. Just imagine that length of time not hearing what does the Lord say? What does say the Lord? During that period, the majority of our people, the Israelites, were groping in sin, going through the motion of offering meaningless sacrifice because their hearts were far from God. It wasn't until John the Baptist cried in the wilderness, Repent ye, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand that our Lord usher in a new order for their deliverance. you understand what we're saying? Malachi was the last prophet we have in the book, Old Testament. From Malachi to Matthew, they said, 400 years, God didn't say anything. I want y'all to picture. A month in your house, your kids, at the age of 13 to 18, and for a whole month, or four, let's say six months, 
you didn't say anything, no advice what they couldn't do, no advice what they should do, six months they had the reign of your house and the neighborhood and whatever else they wanted to do. <laughs> with no guidance at all. So you can picture that in your mind. You can picture 400 years of the Israelites from generation to the next generation to the next generation to the next generation doing whatever they felt was right. And then even in the process, they had priests that was circumventing God's law, adding this on. You can't even um, water your mule on Sunday, on the Sabbath, on the Sabbath day. Let him die. I had all these little things on too. God's law. You understand? Yeah. So it's getting worse and worse. And there was a degradation of mankind. It was sinning, you need to step your time, you got working with foot. We can look at that from now. We have a word of God, but mankind is really it's worse. Last year worse than this year is worse than last year. Yeah. We thought last year couldn't get no worse than last year. But it has gotten worse. Okay. You understand? Know so now it's getting worse. Mankind is falling away. There's generation now coming behind us. Don't know this God. That we're talking about. Don't know no God that sent his only begotten son. What you talking about? That book was ever written by somebody else. They don't know the importance of knowing who this God is. They don't even have an understanding of the wages of sin and death. They have no meaning. That doesn't mean anything to them. All they have is do whatever makes you feel good. If it feels good, do it. If it takes care and satisfies, you do it. That's all they have. So picture this. That's why it's so, imperative, it's so important for us now to understand that we got to show them that they got to repent. There must be a reconciliation that, that the society got to turn to God and say, so we, we repent of all our ways. Because you can't repent and accept Jesus Christ at the same time. There must be a repentance before you can accept. Because you say, just go, you know, you, you have people nowadays just come up here and say you accept Jesus Christ and you're all the same. They don't actually repent. They read Romans 9, just read that 9 and 10. Y'all know what I'm saying? We accept Jesus Christ, you shall be saved, confess with your mouth. That you said, now nah, you say, go on by saying, go on by saying, you're not saved. But if there had not been a repentance, there had not been a change in your, uh, you, you can't change if you don't know that you did something wrong. You follow me? I accept Jesus Christ my Lord and say, but if I had never known that nobody told me I was doing anything wrong, I can't repent of my old ways. So I'm going to continue in my old ways, trying to do what God said do, but I have never repented. You understand? So the false doctrine is getting out here, and they just go one say, always say, there's no need to repent. I ain't, well, I'm already saved. I told y'all last week, when I got saved, I was a little kid. They told me they sprinkled water on me. But from that point on, I thought I was saved. You know, I, I, been, 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 yeah, I've been baptized. So that's what I thought baptized was. I ain't know nothing about no going underneath the water and break, sprinkle water on me, and they said, whatever they said on me, and I was an infant. And I ain't know nothing about it, but my parents had a little certificate. Said I was baptized. And I in the you that minute. Right here. Right here. You, it's good to go. You understand? Yeah. But that don't mean nothing. Because my heart has not changed. That's why Jesus had John baptize him for an example so that we got to be died to our old ways and come back what? Resurrected clean. In our hearts. But if we never repent to God and acknowledge to God that we have sinned, there's no change. You don't understand when, when the elder boy might say, you, that's, that's a new creature. I ain't never having to my old creature. 
I know this. My old creature ain't never done nothing wrong. So what are you talking about? Then you talking about witchcraft stuff. What are you trying to tell you? You got to be repentant so that you can become the new creature God has made you. Yeah, that's right. See, Satan, he always keeps saying, okay, putting us down there, go try it, man. Say, okay, he did this, he did that. But Africa of that thing, that's what he's saying. That's right. He's watching the blood. That's right. Yeah. You understand? Know and always repent. Dr. Yeah. All right, you read it. God was commanding them to be baptized in water as an outward and visible sign of confessing and receiving forgiveness of sin. Not only did John the Baptist preach him, but Jesus and the Apostle Paul were consistent with the same message. When Jesus came out of the wilderness, I don't know what you're talking about. The first thing he when it, said he began to preach. First word he came off said, repent. Repent. Same thing John said, what? When John first saw it, repent. Repent. So it's the Bible is actually always says the Bible is consistent in that repentance is a requirement. Don't let nobody tell you that you ain't got, you ain't got to be just, you, and I'm talking about repentance of a true repentance. You hear how David repented? I can carry you over to Job to say the same thing. I can talk to you when, when Peter, um, seen Jesus and Jesus had told him the crow going to cross three times. Yeah. And Peter, when he seen Jesus and he co-heard the crow, I mean the rooster crossed, he fell down. In his heart, he said, God forgive him. That's right. See, that was repentance. Repentance did not just, oh, forgive me, God, and keep on. This got to mean something from your heart. You understand what I'm saying? It's got to be a heart thing. That's why I use that word contrite heart. That means a, a heart that's humble, a heart that's been crushed. Did you realize I've yeah. done something wrong against my God and, and it's a hurt thing and, and you're crying and you, you need forgiveness? I don't, I don't, know, I don't know if y'all, when you were a kid, you did something against your parents and you hurt, know it hurt them or caused hurt on to somebody. It's a crushing thing. You sit there and you say, oh, I ain't no good. I ain't this and I ain't that. That's a repent. That means you, you're sorry. And that's how saints are. The saints of God has got to get in the house. Consistent. I'm just how sorry I mean. I'm going to cry for three hours, God. I'm letting you know that I am sorry. And I know that I recognize I did wrong by you. Just as David did, I sin against you and sin only against you. Nobody else matters. But I know I sinned against you and you and that cat. You understand? Repentance is that's how God Alright. Apostle Peter wrote to the saints identifying and warning them about the signs that would be prevalent before the second advent of Christ. Stalkers would deny Christ's coming. The church would experience the spirit of apostasy. And false teachers would be apparent. God, in his loving kindness and tender mercy, offered a final sobering appeal to those who didn't know him. The Lord is not slack concerning his promises, his promise, as some men count slackness, but is long suffering toward to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. In the closing hours of this world, before Christ can come, 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 come back, God is saying, I won't, I'll keep my promise. And my desire is that all men and women come to repentance. Peter said they're going to be scoffers. Scoffers are going to be talking about you. People that uh, uh, put you down, change the laws of God, false teachers, false prophets. They're going to be all around you. But God said, I'm not slacking my promise. I want everybody to be saved. But man got to come to repentance. And if he comes to repentance, I'm right there to grab him and pull him out of the sin that he was in. I don't care how far deep he's going. I, I can reach down low 
and grab it and pull them back. That's how God instantly, God can save us and turn our situation around. Once we really repent, once we really pour our heart out to him and recognize that we are living on, I'm not talking about saints and whether the saved and whether the unsaved, because everybody got to repent. Once we do that, acknowledge that God is, is, is right there. Right there. That's right. That's and right. scoops you right up and brings you right up out of the mess. And you deliver from all the, the, the wages of sin. We that's must right. live a holy life. Yes, that's we, right. we, we, we hear people saying holy and righteous. We have to, that's something that we have to live because God is what? Holy. Yes. He's holy. Yes. And they can screw hate all in this world. We already hear that on the TV. Hate and, 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 and whatever the organizations are, they thrive on hate. You understand? That's but right. here we are in the saints of God that's declaring love. We can love the Nazis. We can love the homosexuals. We can love the, 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 the Ku Klux Klan and proclaim the gospel to them. So we look past them. We look past them and see us. Spirit that must be rebuked in the name of Jesus, and then we can tell them of the goodness of Jesus and preach the gospel and tell them they die must repent and be saved. Hallelujah. That's what our job is. That's how, that's what we got to live a holy life. Because if we don't live a holy life, you ain't gonna talk to no KKK and you trying to tell them no Jesus because he's gonna he's gonna take you away then. You understand what I'm saying? But if you've got the holiness in you, if you've got the sanctified, I'm going to find the lesson now. I'm going to One day, okay. Thank you. Make sure, I mean, you cannot do that without the Holy Ghost. Yes. That's the purpose of the Holy Ghost. I've been doing a little bit of research about the Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost didn't save us. The repentance, confessing Jesus Christ. Now, the Holy Ghost was sent to give us power to do those things, to stand, and to go out and preach the word. And we, without that, we'll be falling back. Right. That's why I had to cut it back, boy, because I was going too far. <laughs> 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 you got to repent. Oh, you live in The Holy Ghost is, you know, you, you, you got that. You got to. You got to repent and live a holy life. Yeah. And when the Holy Ghost comes, when the sanctification comes, you be bold. You be bold in it. Yeah. But you must have repentance. I'm yeah. saying, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to stay within the compounds of this lesson. Heart. Before anyone can experience forgiveness and enter into the saving grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, look what it says. They must repent. Repentance turns the ear of God to the weak, toward the weak, infirm, and helpless sinner. Yes, if they can ever get the understanding of repentance, think of God. God is just sitting there waiting to hear repentance. Don't he know, he know the difference between, I'm sorry, oh God, I've sinned against you. He know the difference. If we can say we're sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But there's no meaning behind it. You're going to turn around and do it again. You understand? But repentance, David gave it a clear sign. Repent, he didn't go back that way no more. Yeah. He said, ah, no, no, uh-uh, I'm sorry. We have got to recognize that. Whatever it is in each one of our lives, we you know that's Paul taught us a long time ago. You, you got to go down and get that deep thing down, way down there. You hide it. Down your ankle bones. Yeah. <laughs> you know, down there where you got down there. Don't you think, don't nobody know but you. Right. You got to, those things got to be reconciled. That's right. And the only way you reconcile it is through repentance. That's right. You got to go down in there and pull that thing up. You know you hated yourself. And you got to acknowledge that thing That's and say, God, I'm sorry. And turn it over to Him. You understand? That's your business. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, an avenue of communication is open when the sinner cries against thee and thee only have I sinned. 
Psalms 51 and 4. Yeah. You understand? That is true repentance. And, and when you do that, you open the ears of God. And what better person to have his ears open towards you? Yes, yes. You understand? When he got an ear to him, he heard he's waiting for the right thing. Just You know the sound of Pentecost. Right, right, right. Right. Just want to throw that out there. You know. He knew what he was waiting for. He knew what he was listening for. And when you heard that sound in the upper room, he heard it. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. He heard that sound. And once he heard it, yeah. it was all over. The same way he did that. Once he heard the sound of Pentecost, and you, and you know what happened on the When he heard a sinner cry out to him and repent, and he heard the right thing, yeah. he said, God ushers in. He yeah. ushers in and embraces us. That's why it's important to repent. That's why it's imperative that we must Teach repentance. Yes. Cannot take that out of the steps of salvation. You must repent. And repent means I'm not going to do that again. Yes. You understand? Yes. Right. Another boy just said 180 degree turn. Yes. Now we're going this direction. 180 degrees means I'm going back this direction. Yes. Yes. 360 means I do what? Exactly. There you go. We don't want the 360. Yes. We take the 180. All right. The next uh, uh, point that we're going to talk about, might not get more offense tonight, uh, is the act of repentance. The act of repentance. Forgiveness of forgiveness of sin cannot be obtained just by sitting among the people of God. Do y'all see that today? People go. You ever talk to people why they go to the big church or why they go to the ch- churches? And some say because it looks good on the outside and, and it looks what I need on the inside. My kids can go here, my kids can go there. You ever ask them, well, what about uh, the, the Word of God? Well, I just sit there, you know, and he doesn't have one one with me. So I just sit there with him and I learn with the rest of the people. What you learn? Well, whatever he's preaching on. You know what I'm saying? But repent, you can't just sit, say you repent because you're sitting in the church with people. Must me rubbing arms with Mother Smith. Yeah. Don't call me to repent. Right. Oh, Pastor Paul, or Elder Boy. Yeah. That doesn't cause anything of a repentant heart. That doesn't do anything to me. What's that old saying? Uh, when the demons jumped on the disciples? Jesus, I know. Paul, I know. Yeah. Who are you? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Who are you? You sit amongst the saints. You declaring that because you sit amongst good people, uh, they look good. Eh? But I recognize this one as a uh, Christ child. But yeah. who are you? You 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 don't have no right. You ain't never repented. You saying repentance doesn't happen just as an association. Repentance comes from your heart. Yeah, that's it's right. an individual thing. You've got to repent. You understand? Yeah. Murray married to Joe. She can't say, well, Joe repent. But Joe prayed for both of us. Oh, Joe repent. Joe asked for his sin. You can't say, uh, he included Joe, yours in that sin. His prayer. You've got to pray. Yeah. I know some of y'all say, well, my mama prayed for me. You've got to recognize that you can repent. And come up out of your mess. Prophet Joel gives an accurate description of what happens when an individual repents before the Lord. Joel 2, 12, and 13. Turn that to me. Turn it. Joel 2. Joel. Joel 
I'm not talking, I'm talking before your salvation to stay intact. If you don't get this right first, and you just be trying to go with my brother and sister, because I, I, and they ain't going to be right. You follow me? Yeah. So, so you can, got to go to God. Then, God will lay on their heart. So when you go to them, they can receive you better than you trying to walk in there. Hey, you know, I'm sorry for what I did. And they're going to be like crazy. But if you don't got it right here, God will make it right with them. And so when you go, it'll be all done and settled. Peace in the midst. Follow? All right. The sinner views his or her condition as God views it. Wretched and abhorrent. It is, it is at this stage we begin to tell God how sorry we are and beg him for forgiveness. It is imperative that a sincere promise to renounce sin is made and a willingness to obey God from that point on. The grace and mercy of a loving God cannot permit a broken individual to stay as they are. So he reaches down and forgives. Forgiveness is instantaneously, undeniably, and recognizable. Just think about this. What if God, you don't repent and let you stay in your broken state and doesn't do anything about it? Here you're broken. You don't cry out to your God that you forgive this act for him and God just leaves you right there. You'd be bad shape with you. You understand? But because he's loving, that's why his ways are not like our ways, his thoughts are not like that. He, he, he keeps past your action here. He knows you're going to sin again. But he sees your heart here and says, that's enough. I, my loving kindness out here. And picks us up, reconciles us, nurtures us. Can you imagine? Seeds are going to fall, but he's there all the time to pick us up. That's love beyond what anything we know. Children hurt us, we get mad, or people hurt us, we get mad and close the door. Don't want to answer the phone. Yes, Andrew. Don't want to answer the phone, and they really sincere call you. Daddy, I, I'm really sorry. I'm so sorry, Daddy. Ah, I don't hear it. You understand? But God, thank God He's not like us. <laughs> man, I tell you, bro, if you was like man, but we'd be in serious trouble. You know he, he heard, he answered the phone. Yes. You, okay. You say sorry. Okay. Come on. And it's reconciled right then. You ain't got to wait a month. Well, I see, I, I, I see, or here's the famous one people say, I forgive, but I ain't going to forgive. Every time they see you, bro, they eye. Yeah. I ain't good at both my eyes. <laughs> they roll their eyes. And, and you know, they smile on your face. But they ain't forgave you. God ain't like that. God takes it, takes you, erases the sin like he is doing in forgiveness, never to bring it back to your attention anymore. Yeah. No matter what it is, you brought it out as far as I'm concerned. You, you, you're back in good graces with me. Let's walk and talk a little while. Yeah. That's, how he, that's how the love of God is. That's how he is. He loves us that much. He goes beyond our fucking good in the love. He means exactly that. Uh, the one writer uh, the Bible said, I was, you, I was in, uh, uh, in the earth, depths of the earth. And I don't know you were there. You know what I'm saying? You're still down here. Well, where I'm at, you're around me. You know what I'm saying? That's how he loves you. He loves you that much. A white had a friend. And her husband was separated and they got divorced. And when they were probably going to get divorced, she said she won't go forgive him because she didn't know he had suffered enough. Now, ain't that something? That's that, that, that's how man is. <laughs> that's how man is. I, I want to read this one scripture. Uh, one sixteen and twelve. I take them to uh, what the results of sin is. What should I render unto the Lord 
for all his benefits toward me. Psalms 116 and 12. Talking about the the, uh, the results of repentance. The songwriter right there says what? What shall I render yeah. unto the Lord for all his benefits toward me? <laughs> I would take the cup of salvation and call upon the name of the Lord. Yeah. See, when the repentance comes, there's a reward. That's right. The songwriter writes, What shall I render unto the Lord for all of his benefits? When the cup of salvation comes, he understands, do you really know what we have been delivered from and what status he has placed us in? We're just, we're just not just the Israelites or uh, joint, uh, been reconciled with the Israelites. God took a little further with, to me. Uh, and the Israelites were the people, his chosen people. The Gentiles was engrafted in. But I believe once we took the, the, the blood and, and accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and said we repented, we had a greater reward said that we are joint heirs with Christ. Hallelujah. I, I'd rather be joint heirs with Christ than, 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 than be reconciled be, be looked at as a Jew. Hallelujah. The chosen people. Being joint heirs with Christ and having the, the great benefits that he had toward me what shall I render for what he has done for me? But yeah, my life, but yeah. my whole will, but yeah. my everything and all aspects of my life must be given back to him for all the benefits he has shown toward me. Can you can you really grasp what God has given you and, and given each one of us because we ask for forgiveness of sins yeah. and we reconcile it and we ask that God forgive me God's benefits immediately overwhelms us, takes us, and accepts us as just who we are. Because we repented in our heart, we rent our hearts and turn towards God. You understand? When we do that, God's benefits overwhelm us. God told about Pastor Paul talking about that they catch up with you, they will overtake you. This will overtake you when you consider the benefits. That's why we, as saints of God, we got to render all to Him. That's why He gave us a message all through the convocation. What? What? Deny ourselves, pick up our cross, and follow Him. If what the Master wants. If we take a little further, Elder Cheryl said, What? Walk as Jesus walked. Walk as Jesus walked. Uh, Pastor Elder. Uh, Greg came back and said, what? The hour is now. Yeah. Wow, we're waiting around. I'm talking about the benefits of God. Consider your ways. Consider what, what are we holding on to our ways for when our God said you just repent. I'm taking you in and you never have to worry about nothing. My benefits go beyond your imagination. Yes. Yeah. Sometimes we hold on to the world that's in it. But you listen, okay? Oh, yeah. But if we hold, get that spiritual benefit, that's what's going to take us yeah. beyond our imagination. We hold on to the world. Whatever yeah. we're saying, you're trying to hold on to the world, you can't get God. It's The Bible says, you love the world, or the things of the world, you can't love me. There's a distinction between God and this world. If you want to hold, to hold on to the things of the world, don't try to hold on to God. It won't work. You're a double-minded man. Yeah, that's right. You're cold. You're lukewarm. God said, yeah, I don't want you. You understand? Yeah. You've got to be all for God. When we consider the benefits, consider the benefits, repentance should become easy to us. And, and turning away from our sins should be easy to us yeah. when we consider the benefits. When we can get down on our knees and pray, the Lord is my shepherd. Yeah. I shall not want. Huh? Huh? He causes me to lie down in green pasture. Yeah. Yeah. So I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Yeah. I fear no evil. See, these are 
things God promised us. John Goldman, one of my used to be one of my favorite scriptures, over in Psalm 68. He loaded us daily with benefits. Daily. You know, you got benefits yesterday, you trying to hold on. Get no benefits up. Get the next day benefits. You can't store enough for nothing. Get the next day. He seems to be up daily with benefits. Yeah. And he's trying to hold on yesterday and I'm going in tomorrow, I'm going to new benefits. Just yeah. jump to empty my pockets up and get some more the next day. Just been sitting like we're working the next day. Hallelujah. They be trying to carry something over into the next day. That's how we got this sin nature hoard stuff. Hey, hey, hey. So I said, I'm going to give you stuff that you need every day. I'm going to give you your benefits for that day. Whatever you need, I'm going to make sure when you wake up that day, your benefits are right there with you. Right. You understand? That's why we got to repent. That's why it's imperative that we. Share to the world the importance of repentance today. And proclaim it. Yes. Praise God. Hallelujah. We'll pick up maybe where we left off there. Hallelujah. Going there. I praise the Lord out there for y'all listening. Praise the Lord, sir. Yeah, all right, we're going to sign off now.